Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? With me, your host, Junior Renee Bobrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. If you are a first-time listener, I'd like to welcome you. If you are a regular listener, I'd like to welcome you back to this ongoing conversation that we have twice a week. Monday mornings as well as Thursday mornings episodes will be available on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Audible, Google Podcasts, the TuneIn FM, Player FM, all of the um, relevant and requisite podcast show platforms. We are available on those every Monday and every Thursday. I'd like to thank you guys again. First things first, you're a fan of the show, you like the show, you support the show, please feel free to rate it, like it, and subscribe to the show, especially on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, you have that capability. I know on Spotify, I don't think you do. Um, For some odd reason, when I do a Google search on this show, the Spotify uh, uh, link doesn't pop up. Every single other uh, platform that I'm available on, that this show is available on, I see it, except Spotify. I'm working it out with Spotify as we speak. But if you do go on Spotify, it is available. <clears throat> so definitely rate it. Definitely subscribe and like it and give it the stars and the likes and the comments, only because it does help the profile of the show. And it actually starts to show up and pop up in people's suggestions when you when you are looking for something along the lines of society, philosophy, culture, current events, things like that. The show will show up if it has more likes and more subscriptions and more shares. If there's a particular topic that you guys find extremely interesting and you think that maybe a friend or family member, colleague, cohort or maybe even a rival may find um, interesting uh, and you may think that it may uh, make for good conversation or good fodder, share it with them. And you, maybe you want them to fast forward through all of my banter and there's a particular segment that you want them to concentrate on, definitely let them know and timestamp it for them. Say, hey, scroll past all the other stuff or scrub that, get to minute 17 or whatever the case may be. At the 17-minute mark, he starts talking about this. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I I, I want to bring as many people to the conversation that, that find it interesting, that find it thoughtful, that find it maybe provocative, you know. And um, But again, I thank you guys for lending me your ears. You could be doing anything, listening to anything, but the fact that you decided to listen to me again, again after listening to me before, I appreciate that. And if you are a first-time listener, I hope you do enjoy the content, and I do encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes. Definitely start with episode one. I haven't listened to it, but from what I remember about it, I liked it. Um, I, Based on what I remember, I think it ages well, and it gives you an idea of what we're doing here. Um, before we get started, started like to give a special acknowledgement to onelavi.com that is o-n-e-l-a-v-i that is where i go to purchase my supplements this is not me just hawking some sort of website because they gave me a couple of shillings no this is a place that i went and purchased uh, uh my products my vitamins my supplements and i approached them and said hey i like your product i think other people should know about it you know i have a little audience and um you know, what do you guys think? And yeah, so they drop a couple of shillings off to me. Nothing crazy. Not enough to buy the vitamins that I actually purchased from their site. But it's the fact that they decided to partner up with me and I and I reached out to them and they were thoughtful and I was authentic and it works. In any case, onelavi.com, O-N-E-L-A-V-I.com. Also, go to chavezhouse.com for your publishing needs, your books, notebooks, fitness journals. Uh, if, if you're starting your workouts right now and you need just uh, a, a journal to, to a daily log to log in your calories, your walking, your reps, um, your workouts, everything, your morning, what time you went to sleep, all of that stuff. We have detailed logs and fitness logs for women as well as for men. We also have daily journals for women to write their thoughts, goals, aspirations, 
check it out chavezhouse.com click on books at chavezhouse.com and you'll see the whole selection or you can go to chavez house publishing on amazon also if you guys wish to donate to the show you can hit me up on cash app or venmo at dollar sign june bow that's dollar sign j-u-n-b-e-a-u that's for both cash app and venmo i'm running a fundraising drive not only for this show <clears throat> but also for people in haiti um that have been adversely affected by the earthquake or just adversely affected period because hey you're in haiti um i can say that in all honesty it may sound offensive to some but me being a haitian american i think it gives me license to speak on those things um i know how uh, difficult it can be in Haiti. There are parts of it that are beautiful and gorgeous and paradisical, if that's a word. And there are other parts where you go, how are these people smiling? How is it even possible that they can smile? And um, after earthquakes and presidential assassinations and tropical storms, yeah, let's just say the people need a little help. And when I have, I usually give to those people. You know, um, so definitely you can cash at me and you can always write a little notation saying, hey, June, I'm sending 10 bucks. Uh, five is for you. Five is for Haiti or um, do with it what you want. I'd be like, OK, great. I'm sending you one hundred dollars. I'm sending you a thousand dollars. I want this much to go to Haiti or this much to go to some people in need and this much to go to you and what it is that you do, you know, twice a week for however long, you, you know, do it. I want this to be an actual relevant revenue stream but um if it doesn't that's fine i'll still do it for a while but if other things start to take precedent and start to pay me more than this then let's just say time unfortunately turns into money and in these uncertain times whatever revenue streams one can bring in especially if you're an entrepreneur such as myself you have to dedicate the time to the things that are actually bearing fruit. So if I notice that this passion project, I, um, I won't have the kind of time, free time to allot to it, then unfortunately this conversation of ours will become infrequent, to say the least, um, which I don't want to happen because I'm enjoying it a great deal. I would like to do this forever, no matter where I am. Like I say, no matter where I am in the world and no matter where you are in the world, I don't mind doing this from Sardinia or Senegal or New Zealand or Spain. And I would still get on this thing and boom, you know, tell you the goings on or and speak to you about the goings on that are goings on. Right. <laughs> so um, but I really appreciate if you guys would definitely take a look at um, definitely um, consider donating. I know times are tough for a lot of people out there and uh you know donating is like oh you're saying to yourself well i need a couple of donations i'm in need too and you know what you would be right but if you can whatever you can you know no amount is too small let me put it to you that way and definitely no amount is too large that goes without saying so if you know a billionaire millionaire someone who came into some sort of inheritance and is feeling quite generous yeah please feel free it's dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U at both Cash App and Venmo. Yup, I'm shaking and I'm shaking my little tin cup right now. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh boy, what a week. <clears throat> what a week. Um, What did we speak about last time? Hmm? Did we speak about uh, September? That's what we spoke about, September. Yeah, what September was like. Yeah, I kind of like that episode. I, I, um, I don't want to do a synopsis on it. If anyone wants to go back and listen, please feel free. If you've skipped that episode and gone straight to this one, I'm not going to go into all the things that we spoke about. Um, but I really enjoy that episode. This episode, <clears throat> if you guys don't know already, people that are first time listeners, I like to name the episode. And the the, the, the running theme from the name is, is from the title goes on throughout my rants and my musings i don't do any rehearsals i do one take uh and um i'll may have scant notes and my notes may consist of just eight words 
and the word will trigger a rant. Another word may trigger another musing. So that's how my notes work because a lot of things are already, most of the things are already in my head. I just need key words to make sure that I actually say them and I don't just stay too long <clears throat> in a particular direction. So most times I'm looking, I'm staring at a painting on my wall right now in my office and I'm literally looking at it while I'm talking to you. And then I have to remember, oh, look down, take a look at another word. You might, be, you might have stayed too long on this topic. That's happened to me on multiple, multiple shows. I'll finish the show, I'll look back at the words and I'll go, oh my God, I forgot that word. I'll, for, I'll have eight or nine words written and I might have touched on the topics associated with maybe half of those. So um, yeah. That's just how my, just, just giving you a bit of a insight on how my mind works. But this episode, what are we going to call it? We're going to call it the kiss of. And if you're asking, what does that mean? The kiss of death or the kiss of life? Why am I calling it that, right? Uh, I think it's apropos for the times that we currently find ourselves in. Um, if anyone knows anything about the kiss of death, um, I remember I used to always hear, oh man, someone such and such, that show got the kiss of death. Or oh, I remember when I used to work on Wall Street and maybe a stockbroker got some sort of reprimand on their record for some sort of maybe, I don't want to call it a fraudulent transaction, but you know, something that jeopardized their license, someone would say, that's the kiss of death for them. They're never going to get hired in this town or at a top tier uh, security or stock brokerage. You know, uh, so th that's the kiss of death for the top tier for them landing a top tier. So it, it always had to do with you pretty much being blackballed or you being betrayed. Some people feel some people say popularly that the kiss of death, the actual origins of the term started from goes back to biblical times. When Judas, if anyone is familiar with the story of Jesus and Judas, Judas, Judas being one of Jesus's apostles, disciples, I'm sorry. And he's and um, the Romans sort of turned Judas into a snitch and the Romans don't know what Jesus looks like. They just know of his preachings and his reputation, you know, and by reputation. So what does Judas do? Judas kisses Jesus to let the Romans know that's the person that is Jesus. So it's based on that. They say that's the original kiss of death. The Italian mafia, they call it, uh, what do they call it? The uh, Bacio del Morte, the Bacio del Morte, della Morte, which is uh, the kiss of death that you see in a lot of mafia movies. You saw Michael Corleone do it to Fredo in Cuba. You know, you broke my heart, Fredo. Remember that scene? You broke my heart. You know, which is rough. And so you say they say the kiss of death happens when you kiss someone on the cheek or, you, or, or, or a, a hit man or someone who's going to die gets kissed on the cheek by another uh, a fellow mafia member or somebody like that. And then that's pretty much your demise. That's it for you. However. The kiss of life, on the other hand. Is what we all know as CPR and. You know, the uh, compressions to the chest and the breathing through the mouth to bring oxygen to the lungs, to bring somebody back literally from the dead. And that was uh, invented by uh, Dr. Peter Safars in the 1950s. It was the kiss of kiss of life. We never hear about that. That's the funny thing, right? We always hear about the kiss of death. We never hear about the kiss of life. Never hear about the kiss of life. Funny thing is I started re researching the kiss of life. Uh, I think it was, was it 2008, nine? So for whatever reason, I remember thinking, man, there's a kiss of death, yin to yang. So where's the kiss of life? And I, I decided to start researching it. And then it was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Wow, that's CPR, dope. And there's a picture called the kiss of life too. It's like, man, I think a man who's giving CPR to another man. I think those guys worked the electrical lines years ago, I think in the 30s, 40s or 50s or whatever. And there's a black and white photo of this one man holding this other dude while this dude is unconscious in his arms and they're on an electrical pole and he's giving him CPR. It's a crazy picture. 
it's, 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 it's insane. I mean, I, um, I encourage you to look it up. So why did I call this episode that? What are we talking about? I'm calling it that because I want to know for many of you out there that are unemployed, many of you out there, even if you are employed, you have employment insecurity right now. You don't know what exactly is going to occur at your job. Maybe you're someone who hasn't been, quote unquote, vaccinated. And for those who are curious as to why I put the quotes around vaccinated, that's a story for another day. But for those of you out there that aren't, are not going to take the shot, the vaccine, the jabs, the two shots that are being mandated right now, from what I from what I understand, our president, President Joseph R. Biden, has signed an executive order stating that companies that have over 100 employees must meet certain vaccination requirements. I don't know if that's this month, at the end of this year, going into next year. I can't remember. But that's what's going on. So what does that mean for you if you're not someone who wants to be vaccinated? Does that represent the kiss of death for you in your job? Does it? What happens now? Are there exemptions? Are there this? Are there that? And <laughs> for many of my friends <laughs> that voted for President Joseph R. Biden and who feel as if he's kissing them the way Judas kissed Jesus and he's sending them to the Romans, um, I say to you, how do you feel about this? Because many of my friends who voted for President Joseph R. Biden are appalled by some of these mandates. And I kind of shrugged my shoulders, unfortunately. I, I sort of met them with indifference because many of these same friends, um, you know, I told them, and this is funny because I'm going to use the word kiss again. I told them, based on the choices that we had for president, um, you want to kiss these, <laughs> these choices with your eyes open. You can't fall in love with the choices that you have. See, when you're with that one you love and that one you're passionate about, you kiss them with your eyes closed. You get deep into it. When it's someone you just don't know too, you know, you don't know her too well, or you know, you just, you kiss them with your eyes open still, or, or you kind of peek. And I said to all the people that were adamant about voting for Joseph R. Biden and said, anybody but Trump, anybody but the other guy. And I said, whoa, are, are we sure about that? I said, and they asked me, am I voting for, Do for, for Joseph R. Biden? And, and, you know, just so you guys have a little insight into my politics, I did not vote for Joseph R. Biden. I did not see him as any sort of alternative. I did not see him as an improvement. I did not see any of these things. So many people that voted for him, I said, please, if you're going to vote for him, do not vote for him for thinking that he's going to improve your lot in life in some sort of significant way and move the needle in some direction. That, the direction that they wanted the needle to move in, I knew that Joseph R. Biden was not going to move them in that direction. That's what I'm saying. So I told them, kiss that man with your, with your eyes wide open. They did not. Okay. Showing that I guess most of us are not voting with our intellect and we're voting with our emotions, which is dangerous. When people say, you know, when they say uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. This is true. And your vote kills people. Your vote can kill yourself. <clears throat> you can shoot your own self in the foot based on what power you use to vote with. Are you using your intellectual power? Or are you using your emotional power? Be very, very careful. But in any case, sorry, pardon me with the tangent. See, there I go again. The kiss. So, you know, many of them feel betrayed. They got the kiss of death. They feel betrayed. I got, wait, now my job's in jeopardy. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm working my behind off. I've worked in this field for decades. I took out. 50 60 70 thousand dollars worth of student loans i worked my butt off now look now look for because of this situation i can uh, so so this is what's going on and and <clears throat> i want to know about the people that are working how you feel and the people that are not working 
and you're looking for work and you're willing to get jabbed, stabbed, beat over the head, clubbed, whatever the mandate is, you don't care. You're saying, listen, what do you want to do, man? You want me to you want me to, you know, do some fear factor stuff and eat caterpillars and cow dung, whatever you want me to do. I don't care. I'll do it. I just need this job. Got to get in front of these bills. How about you guys? You keep hearing about how many jobs are out there. Well, what's, what's going on? How come they're not getting filled? Well, what's going on? Have you read the latest? Do you guys actually know how your resumes and applications are being audited when they get to a particular corporation, if they're even getting to that HR? Here's the thing. Just in case you guys don't know, just to educate or illuminate or enlighten the public, uh, my listeners, just in case you didn't know. Corporations are increasingly relying on artificial intelligence to read resumes and applications. What does that mean? What is artificial intelligence? What do you mean, June? What I mean is computers are searching for keywords in your resume. And if you don't have those keywords in your resume, your resume doesn't even make it to a human's desk to be reviewed for you to be considered for employment. The human in human resource is becoming a thing of the past. And this isn't just going for major fortune 500 corporations. Your average business right now is using a lot of these algorithms and artificial intelligence uh, softwares as well. <clears throat> this is not just the big boys, you know, that you see every day, the multi multinational, multi multi billion dollar corporations. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. What does that mean for you? Someone's out there not reading your resume and saying, oh, OK, yeah, they OK. Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. I think you know what? I think I want to interview this person. I like this. I think I'm going to send them out a query. No, it's not happening. So what's going on now is with many people that I know who are qualified, qualified beyond belief in their fields and their fields are still viable fields. It's not it's, it, it's these aren't fields that have been phased out by technology or been outsourced. You can't outsource these people. You can't you can't phase these people out yet. And pre 2020, every time they decided to just to put their resume out there just to see what they can get on the open market, they get bites at the apple within, within three to four days, 72 hours. Now they've put out hundreds. I know people that have put out maybe 50 to 70 resumes, applications, and they're not getting any calls back. See, that's curious. How is it that there are so many openings in their particular field and they're putting so many letters out there and resumes out there in their particular field and not even getting any bites at their proverbial apple? <clears throat> We're not speaking the same language. The employee and the employer right now is not speaking the same language. Artificial intelligence is in the way. There was an example given. I was reading something. It's very interesting. It was an interesting article. I can't remember where it was. Sorry, I apologize. But maybe you guys can go on your favorite search engine and find it. <clears throat> it was a nurse, registered nurse, had decades of experience. But the position, all it needed was a nurse that could understand basic data entry. You know, send an email, print enter the, the medicines, enter the treatment course, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing crazy. But the artificial intelligence read it as programming proficient. Now, what nurse, registered nurse, do you know needs to be computer programming proficient? So now all of a sudden, this hospital is wondering, hey, what's the problem with getting this nursing position filled? And they looked at that little query, that little glitch right there. The computer, the artificial intelligence read that data entry uh, on that nurse's resume as someone who was not proficient in nursing because they didn't meet one of the requirements, 
One of the requirements is data entry, not being so proficient at uh, computer programming. You're not going, you're not getting hired to be in IT. You're getting hired to be a medical professional. This person is a medical professional with no strikes on their nursing license and nothing but accolades, but yet they were wondering why. The reason why she found out was because they, when they finally hired her, they told her this was the case. They actually told her, listen, we are very sorry. You know, we saw your resume. We, 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 we were curious after weeks. Uh, why is it that we're not getting, you know, the kind of bites at the apple that um, we wanted? And um, it was because of that little glitch. And they told her. And she was like, wow. She was like, well, no one read my resume? I said, no, it didn't get to us. So finally, when they fixed that, her resume came through because it was a friend that recommended her for the job. She was a shoe in for this job, but she had to go through the process. This is what I'm she was already recommended by someone who was already working at this particular facility. She was recommended. So they were waiting for her resume. When they finally got back to her, like, hey, where's your I have my wait. Oh, yeah, the glitch came. This is what's going on in your world, people. For many, many, many of you out there. I'm not saying this is the only reason why you're not getting called back. I'm just saying one of the kisses of death out there is artificial intelligence. A computer now is trying to evaluate you and all the things that you bring to the table as a three-dimensional human being when you're going out into the marketplace. A computer. Before anyone with eyes, ears, nose, feelings, thoughts, revelations, emotions can look at your resume, the human and human resource before they look at it. No, it's an artificial resource that's looking an unhuman and inhuman computers looking at you. How do you feel about that? This is this is the question. I'm not making any judgments. I'm just saying, how do you feel about that? Because the people out there that are in the workforce that are qualified, that are hardworking, that are dependable, that have proven to be competent, responsible, ethical, moral, intelligent human beings and ambitious. What happens to them now when an algorithm, when a software is, 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 is in between them and an actual human being. When there's that wall, is Albert Einstein right? Has our technology surpassed our humanity? He said that like, what was that, 60 plus years ago? Can't remember, 70? Hmm? I said that I think in our first episode, the Genesis episode, season one, episode one, or season one, episode two. I'm pretty sure season one, episode one, the Genesis. Now, but Einstein speaking about our hostile and peaceful universe and whether we live uh, and and also, um, you know, has our technology surpassed our humanity. He said that 70 years ago. Now, look at us. Now, look at us. A human being is not looking at your resume. Is that a kiss of death for, for many of you out there? Do you feel betrayed? And then all of a sudden now you see that now this is a great race again to the bottom. A lot of these jobs that were paying a certain amount. Now they say, yeah, we can pay a little less now for the same job. Oh, we can add so many more requirements that used to be needed for this job. Oh, we can add this. Oh, must be proficient in blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wait a minute. That was never the case with this job. I didn't need to be proficient in that to do this job a year and a half or two years ago. Oh, yeah, but now we're getting to add more responsibilities to people. Maybe we can get people that are overqualified and desperate to take these jobs at these wages if we add this. So now, guess what? The algorithm now, even though you're someone who is proficient, competent in the field, and who's willing to learn that stuff if there was any kind of on-the-job training, and be like, you know what? I'm willing to learn that if that's what it's required of me, but I know this job. I know this job well, and if it means I got to do these other two, three, four other tasks, then I can do that on the job. But the crux of the job, I know it and I've done it well and I'm experienced in it. You could, you, you're someone who can practically train someone in your job. But if you just need a couple of those little bullet point requirements that you're lacking in, if you can just get some on the job training, couple of weeks on that and you'll, and you'll get it, then you're fine. But the computer, 
huh? That artificial inhuman intelligence is looking at your resume and is saying, you don't have that. It's a requirement. Sorry. Yes, you have the degree. Yes, you have the such and such amount of years of experience. Yes, you have the accolades. Yes, you have the credentials. Yes, you have the letters of recommendation. Yep, 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 yep. You check all the boxes. Sorry. This little requirement at the bottom, these, these, these other little things that we added to fluff up the job to make you work one and a half times harder than you did a year or two previous. Yeah, you don't. Sorry. You phased out. As opposed to someone with eyes looking at that resume and going, yeah, this is the kind of person we want. We're going to call them and let them know. I'm like, hey, listen, are you willing to learn A, B, C, and D, and E? And they'd be like, yeah, actually, I've been learning that right now on the computer. I've been looking at the requirement, and I've, I've been actually learning that stuff as we speak. And I'm, I'm acquiring it. But I need to, I know this job. I know, I know 88% of the stuff that's necessary to do an excellent job. This little 10, 12 that you guys have added, I can learn that on the job. But the computer said no. The computer said no. So, so, so what are we, what are we going to do about that? Back in the days, you know, you'd have unions. Remember unions? Unions used to fight. Unions fought for employers to provide on-the-job training. That's another thing brought to you by unions. I'm not saying unions are the great savior. I'm not saying that they're your Jesus. But what I am saying is you'd be a lot better with them than without them at the moment. They used to fight for stuff like that, on-the-job training. Yeah, we'll train you to do that. Don't worry. Yeah, well, yeah, three weeks on, you know, you, you go through our three-week, four-week prep, course, and then boom, you're in. Now you, now, now you have an opportunity to... um. Uh, see this person up close and personal. They get acclimated to your, your business, your protocols and your compliance and your rules and regs. And they get to learn all the, the, the little tidbits that they need to learn. And then now you have a, a 100% fully well-rounded employee by the time they start. It's like training camp in the NBA. You know, you got about three weeks before the season starts and bang, you, you're hitting the ground running. Or two weeks or maybe even seven or ten days of intensive training. Nope. Uh-uh. The computer said no. Kiss of death. So what's the kiss of life then? How do we pump up your hope? Now that I've sort of made things a bit more dark, dank, and dire based on what I just told you. But no, do not feel, do not feel hopeless. The computer wants keywords then it's up to each and every one of you to find out what those keywords are that the computer likes and make sure that that those words are peppered throughout your resume <laughs> if the job is requiring a b c d e f g guess what you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to provide that a b c d e f g on your resume to get to get in past the computer Am I telling one to be dishonest and aggrandize and embellish on their resume? Absolutely not. You probably already have those qualifications. You just haven't worded it correctly. And you probably need more than one, more than two, more than three, more than four, more than five resumes. People out there might, may be thinking, June, this episode is a little weird. Sounds like you're a career counselor. Um, What this conversation is always going to be about is things that we can apply in our regular lives you know how to see the world as it is that's what this conversation is about i could pluck things out from the news and we can talk about that but this is what's going on in the lives of people right now you know this is what your news isn't telling you we spoke about the news when they're telling you who got shot, what car has been wrecked, uh, these numbers and that numbers, no one is having these conversations with you on your local news. That's why I would much prefer you tune into this if you're going to tune into that. If, 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 if they were going to get 25, 30 minutes of your time, I would say, no, I want that. There are way more actionable steps to be taken to improve your lot in life and move the needle in your life intellectually, physically, spiritually even, 
than anything you're going to find on your local news or even your national news or your cable news. Absolutely not. They cloud and muddy the conversation. Here, we sift through the, the, the detritus. We get to it. You know? So some, some people out there maybe think, wait, even I'm thinking, why well, this sounds like, a, I sound like I should be, I should have a microphone in my hand and I should be in front of a bunch of uh, college students or people who already have their resumes out and, and, and speak to them about. But, you know, I'm not. I'm on this microphone in my office, in my home, and I'm having this conversation with you because there are so many people out there that don't know this. I had to find out myself. I know people who work in recruiters, recruiter world, and these are the conversations that we've been having about the uh, the uh, future of education and the future of employment and the future of interviews and things like that. These are conversations we're having pre-2020. And 2020 has exacerbated many of the things that we were speaking about. This digital world that we're in, um, how it's hurting, how it's going to help. Now, my thing is, what is the kiss of life? What are we going to do if people out there feel like, oh, God, June, you just made me feel even more hopeless. No. Now you have information before you probably were like, I can't believe I just put out 50 resumes and nobody likes me. You're sitting there thinking, what's the use? What's the purpose? What's going on? We have a, you, you, a, we attach our worth oftentimes to our work. The purpose we get up in the morning. People tend to live longer. They say the number one cause of death of retirees is retirement. Because when you have to get up and do something, you tend to get up another day and do it. Human beings walk with purpose. We want to get up. We want to go out and we want to go do something. We want to go get that thing. Finish that job. We want to go do the task at hand. We are task oriented. It's, who, it's built into us. So when we're out of work and we're unemployed, that says a lot to us on our psyche. We want to do something, but what, what's there to do? And then we're saying to ourselves too in this social experiment, experiment which is humanity, but they, they don't want me. You feel ostracized from society. There's a certain lev level of rejection that sets in. You start to feel like, wait, 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 what's wrong with me? I put in all of this work. The schooling, the experience, the sacrifice, the long nights, the long days, the long hours, the overtime without pay. And now I need to work and no one's hiring me. And you're wondering why? And you're sitting there with your head in the sand trying to figure it out. Well, to those out there, I want to say that's one of the reasons. Your resume hasn't been looked at at a particular person. Technically, you haven't been rejected. Because a human being didn't see it and go, eh, nah, that didn't happen. Computers are making the decisions the majority of the time. Even if it's 30 to 40% of the time, that's 30, 40% some may consider too much. Consider this for a moment. I think the average publicly traded company gets about 250 applicants for an open position. And out of those 250 applicants, less than 10 get interviews. Okay? Those are the numbers. Those are the numbers. Now, the question is, what is each and every <clears throat> one of you out there going to do? The kiss of life is that you know now that there's a computer, now that there's an algorithm, now that there's something out there that's in between you and human resources, you and a hiring manager, you and the person with the power of the pen. More and more layers between you and human beings. We spoke about this. I think in that episode, I can't remember which episode we speak about corporate, that word corporate. And Hannah Arendt, the German political theorist, where she said a tyranny without a tyrant. You hear words like corporate. And now we're using words like artificial intelligence and algorithms. See these words? Keeping you further and further away from human contact. We have to ask ourselves as a society, is this what we want? Because this is where, we, this is where we've been headed. 
I told my uh, told a friend of mine this um, the other day. It was actually a cousin of mine, a relative, and um, I was pessimist. I was pessimistic. I was a bit cynical. I said, "We are going 100 miles an hour into a brick wall." I know that sounds bad. I'm sorry. The thing is, I don't know if the brick wall is in my lifetime. I don't know if the brick wall is in my niece or nephew's lifetime. I don't know if it's in my my great niece or my grandkids' lifetime. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many descendants down the line, but I know the brick wall is coming. If, if we remain on this course, that's the, that's why it's, I'm not being pessimistic. That's why I'm not being a cynic. Based on where we are right now, paternically, if we continue down this road, we're going straight into a brick wall. If we are continuing, if we are creating more and more distance between one person and another person, creating more and more artificial barriers, using innocuous words like algorithms and artificial intelligence and augmented intelligence and 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 and, and corporate. Yeah, corporate sent an email. Where is this corporate? Is this corporate is this corporate out there in outer space? No. But it might as well be the way we treat it. Like I said, my friends were sitting around. They're, 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 they're betrayed. They feel so betrayed by what Joseph R. Biden is doing to, to a certain degree. Why is he doing this at the border? Why is he doing this with these mandates? Why is he doing this? I don't understand. And I was like, wait a minute. You voted for this man. And you voted with verve and enthusiasm and, and, and dare I say, hope. Hope in an age where our cars are driving themselves and we're practically taking Ubers into outer space. Now, it seems like every week I'm hearing about some other civilian reaching the outer limits of our atmosphere and some thing that they created. In this age of all of this automation and all this technology that's making all this technology at our fingertips, making it user-friendly and civilian-friendly, <clears throat> You decided in the 21st century that Joseph R. Biden and Donald J. Trump were your most viable options to lead the most powerful nation that the world has ever seen. Okay. Okay. And then, then at that point, you, you sit there and say, say out of your mouth without embarrassment or shame, I can't believe this is happening. That's you. No judgments. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Here we are. What do we do about it? The kiss of life, guess what, is up to each and every informed individual. You have the burden of knowledge that there are more and more barriers between you and jobs. That's not the only barrier. Many employers are also posting jobs in the hope that they get someone. But at the same time, they don't know. They don't know what the world is going to bring. They don't know if they're going to keep their office space. They don't know if they're going to shut down their offices based on some new some new thing that may, you know, manifest itself <clears throat> in the um, next coming weeks, months or whatever. So they don't know. It's been an, a very volatile 18 months for everyone, including employers. So there is an argument that they may say, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to hire right now. I don't know. I need this position filled, but geez, do I even want to go down that with everything that's going on? Every time I turn around, there's a new mandate. Every time I, every time I look at the news, every time, you know, what, I don't know what's going to happen next. So you keep that position open and then you have other people, then you have, you have flux within your office because there are people that are saying, I'm going to resign if I have to go back into the office more than twice a week or any time. I'm more productive at home, which studies have shown. And if sh these studies have shown that years before uh, 2020, pre-2020, that people are more productive working at home when they work in the digital realm. If they have to do administrative work, that relies solely on them being on the phone and on the computer, they might as well not show up there 
because after 1 to 2 p.m., you, um, your productivity takes a precipitous dive. You're pretty much done. That, that 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is sort of like the magic time. Things get done. You're moving and shaking and moving. And they noticed people work better at home after 2 p.m. than they do at an actual job. Now, friends of mine who work in New York City and Manhattan, they go, well, Jim, that's not me. I'm working until 6 p.m. and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, it's because you live in Manhattan. On an average in the United States, we're not just talking about your particular experience in Manhattan. You want to find a busier place than Manhattan in the United States? I've been to the busiest cities in, in, in America, and none are more busy than Manhattan, than, a, than an office in Manhattan. Okay, you want to find a busier office? You got to go to Calcutta. Okay, anyway. So what I'm saying is a lot of these offices are saying, oh, wow, I have certain employees that don't want to come back to the office. Certain employees that only want to come back, you know, 20 percent of the time. Other employees that are refusing to take these uh, take these uh, vaccine mandates, these mandated jabs. And we have to f find out how how. Uh, you know, the efficacy of their exemptions, etc. It's a lot going on. While, while, while John and Jane Q. Public is putting out resumes desperate to find full-time employment to get ahead of their bills, to get ahead of their rent and their car note and their food bill and their credit card bills. Whoa, this is what's going on. It does, what I'm saying I don't know if it makes it any easier to deal with what's going on, but I just don't want people out there to think that it's happening just to them. In the United States, we have a tendency because we are a hyper individualistic society, despite our protestations of, you know, espousals of being America, the free America, United, United States, etc., etc. We are a hyper capitalistic and hyper individualistic society. So when we go through things, we tend to act as if we're the only one going through it. So we internalize it, especially when we go through things economically. In other countries, they actively take to the streets when they know that it's more than just them going through it. When it's more than just one family on the block or one person, when they realize, hey, this isn't just happening to me. It's happening to AB. So this is not a failure on my part. This is a system failure. It's the people that I put in office that need to do something about it. I voted for you. Now I'm taken to the streets. Hey, so all I'm, not, all I'm saying is to many of you out there who think that this is just happening to you, it's not. You're going through a system I don't want to call it correction because it's not a correction, a system incorrection. You're in a system right now that for whatever reason, whatever reason, I, I could theorize all day, but the facts on the ground are this. The facts on the ground is somehow there's a disconnect between what the government wants, what the people want, employers and employees. It's not translating. And in between all of this, we have super wealthy elitist politicians and business people we have artificial intelligence in between all of that and so now it's you have to say to yourself what are my actionable steps your actionable steps would be speak to recruiters email recruiters and go hey listen man i, I need those keywords what are the keywords here's my resume what do i need to do if you don't have the money you may need to borrow the money to get the kind of resume that the computer likes <laughs> We had to do it in the past. I remember back in the days, not too long ago before the algorithm, you know, I had to pay someone. I paid, I know how to write, but that doesn't mean I know how to write resume. There's writing and then there's business writing for a resume. So I paid someone to say, hey, listen, man, th th here's, here are all my skills. <clears throat> here's all that I've done. And then they would speak to me, go, so what did you do with this job exactly? I'd be like, oh, I did such and such and such and such. I was like, oh, so in other words, you augmented uh, different facilities and departments and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's what I did. Yep, that one. And they put it in job speak. Every place has a different language. So they put it in human resource speak and in job hiring speak. So that's what each and every one of you is going to have to do. 
The conversation has changed. The language has changed. Who or what is looking at your resume has changed. You may not have changed. You may be playing by the old rules. You may have given your resume to the same people that got you those jobs two, three, four, five years ago. Those people may not be up on the new rules. You need to find out who are the people that are adept and are proficient at the game as it is played today. That's your job. That's it. It's not easy, but at least it's a start just in case you didn't know. It's a place you can go. It's a, it, it's a start as opposed to feeling as if this is just happening to you. That it's your resume. It's your job. You spend all your life doing this. We, we start to tell ourselves stories, don't we? Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me. All the work I put in. Oh, my gosh. You start, you start having midlife crises in your 30s. You're going, wait, what, what's going on? You're too young for this. Yeah. And if you're in your 40s, oh, Lord, and this is happening to you, you're going, what? And if you're in your 50s, you're thinking to yourself, what did I do? And it's not like there's some place else you can go. You know, many of my friends who become expats and things like that. I speak to many of my expat friends who are living in other countries, Caribbean, Europe, etc. And, you know, there's a lot of things in flux where they are. They left here years ago saying, I can't deal with the way things move here. And they went someplace else. And every place you go, it's a compromise. You're not going to get some of this, but you're going to get more of that. Everything it's like being in a relationship. You're not going to get everything you want. You may get a lot of the person that you're with is checking a lot of boxes and it just works, works for you. May not work for somebody else, but this one works for you. And that's how it is where you live, where you work. It's the same thing. It's check is how many boxes does it check, right? But you're going to have to make some compromises because most places don't check all the boxes. It's what it is. So even those people that I speak to that were living their best life someplace else are now going June. Things are getting a little crazy right now. Go, yeah, 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 yeah. So now this is an important time for a lot of people to understand that the kiss of death is here. There's certain, there's certain ways that things were no longer exist. It's not, it's not what it is. It's not, it's not. It's not what it is. If you're out there looking for work, if you're out there and you're an employer, and I'm going to speak to a lot of my employers, my business people, look at the resumes. I'm a business person. I will most likely be hiring people either at the end of this year or in the first quarter of next year, whether it's for internships, whether it's for spot work, contracting work. I'm not entirely sure in what capacity yet. Most likely it's going to be contracting work because only, I'm only going to need short-term employee employers for certain things because I'm going to be hands-on with many of the things. I may just need someone to just do this for two months and that's it. But in any case, read, your read these, read the resume, Re read the application. Or hire a recruiter that reads applications and, and, and make that an, uh, make that a point of a uh, 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 point of emphasis. Say, please. Please, I want someone who's going to read this resume. And then if you think it's someone that is viable based on my needs, then you send it to me. We can have a discussion and then I'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up an interview. Yeah, I want. Yeah set up a zoom interview or something or whatever the case may be in person on the computer whatever but but read the interviews i mean read the resumes read the applications this artificial intelligence this inhuman way of trying to decipher if this person is qualified or not let's not do that let's not do that now, th this is my own this is i'm just throwing my penny into the pond saying, you know what, let me just, let me just, you know, there's all you can do is what you can do. So this is my voice, one voice out there in the wilderness, just spitting, spewing, whatever, just imploring a lot of the employers out there. You know, the paymasters, the people who have the power of the pen, the people who write checks, who cut checks. If you're going to use a recruiter, <clears throat> If you're going to use, if you're going to outsource your hiring process with, from, with some human resource firm, make it a firm that's still taking a quote unquote holistic approach. And when I say holistic, you tell them 
Don't make that a fancy word for you're going to read some resumes and you're going to have the computer read others. No, I want you to read it. I want my demand. I want you to read it. I want your staff, a human being, reading these resumes and applications. And speaking to these people. That's what you want. In any case, I'd like to thank you guys again for listening to this ongoing conversation. That's just something I felt like I had to get off my chest. The kiss of life, the kiss of death and the kiss of life. I want you guys to understand that there is hope. We don't have to continuously go down this road. Our complacency is what will kill us. Our complacency is what can exacerbate our 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 uh, 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 meeting with that brick wall that I spoke about going 100 miles an hour. We're going 100 miles an hour into that brick wall. It's our complacency that will get us there. We can change it. We can change it with the information being armed with information and using actionable steps. So actionable step number one is what we spoke about. Go talk to your HR people. Go on zip. Go on all of these recruiters. Go and find out what the what the words are. Find out what you can do now to be more marketable for the computer. And then start saying, hey, listen. Start speaking to businesses and saying this isn't working. Speak to your aldermen, your congressmen. Send emails out saying you have people out there who are qualified. But the computer, because it's seeing things, it's seeing an I instead of an E, is now disqualifying qualified individuals. Insanity. My God, insanity, human beings cashing out of their responsibility to other human beings, copping out, opting out, saying, eh, we'll have the computer do it. Eh, yeah, we'll have the, I could free up my time to do other things. Like what? The hiring process is the most important thing that human resource is supposed to be doing. So why is the computer doing your job? What is your job now then? To make the computer smart enough to make a good decision? We didn't need the computer to create this whole reality that we're in right now. This civilization, these skyscrapers, the cars, the, the school system, everything, that, the roads that are paved. Somehow, some way, you found people to, you, you, a human being employed another human being and got this stuff done. Am I right or wrong? Hmm? Someone took a shot and said, all right. Yeah, you're hired. See how this works out. 90-day probationary period. See what happens. Right? So why all of a sudden now, as human beings, we're copping out of our responsibility to other human beings? If you are not incensed, a bit outraged and angered by that, then fine. But if you are, then you got to start talking to some people about this. This needs to be part of the conversation that starts occurring on on your social media and texts between friends and and speaking to HR and talking to human resource at your jobs if you are working full time or if you have any sort of voice or sway saying hey this this is not this is not right say it isn't so it's not right there's a reason why all of a sudden people with bachelor's degrees and master's degrees seem to be only getting job offers and opportunities from these entry-level positions that were the kind of jobs they would have taken while in school, not after graduating from school. Especially if you have a liberal arts degree, you will find yourself only qualified to be a barista at Starbucks, respectfully, respect with all due respect to Starbucks baristas. Not an easy job. However, someone didn't spend 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 dollars worth of student loans to do that to make ice mochas and make pumpkin spice lattes, right? Okay, so with that being said, it's an insult when someone who went through all that schooling, all that work, all that sacrifice did their part and the system in turn tells them, eh, you're only qualified to do this. The computer says, yeah, Starbucks. The computer says, yeah, you can sell sneakers at the local sneaker store in the mall, in the strip mall. No, we have to do better. We gotta do better. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, co-workers, cohorts, colleagues, business partners, I bid you adieu. Please like, subscribe, rate the show. 
follow us on Instagram at whose world is this 2021 whose world is this 2021 donate to the show Junebo dollar sign J U N B E A U we would greatly appreciate it um I look forward to speaking to you guys again till then bye bye